Welcome to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast, where we discuss various dog training topics to help you become the best leader for your dog. Marvin Pierce has over 20 years of experience with obedience training for dogs located in the Sherwood, Oregon area. Offering private lessons and group clinics, the dog teacher has been able to change the lives of dog owners by helping them develop and maintain an obedient dog. For more information, contact us at MarvinPierceDogTeacher.com. We're live right now. We're live. We're live. We couldn't get our group together, so we just fired it off. It is what it is. I couldn't get it together. Yeah, Bianca got together. So uh, one of our things is going to be the weather's really pretty out. (laughs) If you're inside, we had to go out, so it's not as nice. But you know what? Really, it ain't bad. We're all healthy today. Yeah. Well, Saturday was a little rough. Yeah. But. I came back from uh, my trip a few days early because yeah. the weather where I was was really bad, and the weather here was really bad, and the weather here was not getting no better. So I bailed out of Texas and flew home a few days. Very early. thankful for that. Yeah, and you know I would like to say that Bianca is not my wife. Oh yeah, that needs you know? to be clarified yeah. for some people. Because some guy was a real jerk because he didn't really want to deal with us because I'm an old man and I married a young girl. Young Which lady. is really none of their business, but well, needs to be but, clarified. Yeah. But I have yeah. a wife that I really yeah. like, you know. So I also really like. Yeah, everybody and here. Really I have likes. a husband that I really like. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I mean, it is what it is. I've, I've had people mention it to me too, you know. But I just kind of blew it off. But somebody mentioned to Bianca that it was harder to do business with me since I have her for my wife. And not that she's not cool, but she's a little young, so. Uh, and Brett would probably get pissy, and Jody would get pissy, so we'll just leave that alone. I think that we ought to talk about, uh, we're going to do a whole video about when your dogs go home, what people to expect, but people compare dog training to horse training, goat training, cat training, whatever, you know. To me, it's all training, you know. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is, is normally your goats and cattle and horses don't sleep in the house like your dogs and cats. So. Yes. It's yeah. it's a lot different. Uh, you won't ever spend as much time spoiling your goats or your horse as you will your dog. And people try to say, "Well, you just have to be a leader." That's true, but sometimes you have to know how to be a leader and know what a leader really is. Mm-hmm. And I always say, nobody just goes and gets a puppy and says, "Oh, I'm just going to screw this thing up and let it start biting me and everybody else in a year." Mm-hmm. No, I don't think. Well, I won't say nobody does that, but maybe. Uh, our clients don't want that, and that's why they're here is trying to fix those problems. But it's way harder on the human than the dog uh, to fix the problem because the human that who created it a lot of times have a harder time just staying on top of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you go home and you really train one day and then you skip three days. So, so Bianca got something here she wants to talk about. She's still not paperwork. I have uh, my. Canine Good Citizen Evaluator application. I'm done with the exam. I passed the exam, so I ship this off to AKC. And assuming they approve us, then I will be able to do CGC tests here. So what is that exactly? It is a Canine Good Citizen, and it's a series of of training things that you will test. Uh, Basically, your dog has to prove that you can greet other people, shake their hand without your dog being impolite. Your dog has to ignore the other person's dog. You meet another person and a dog. 
They have to sit and be polite. They have to sit and stay while you walk like 10 feet away, which is really pretty easy if they've trained with us and you follow through. Um, and then recall them from like 10 or 15 feet away. And then heal, make a left turn and a right turn, come back. Then one of the hard parts for me, because I took this test with Scout, Mari, Tilly, Theo... I think that was it, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was hard for me to leave Scout with a stranger, but that's part of the test. Is There's someone sitting in a chair, and you ask them to hold your dog on a leash, and you leave. And the whole thing is for that was you didn't train any of those dogs to pass that test. No, they just They were just ran normal training. Yeah. And and yeah. then went there. So. Yeah. And there's a lot of dogs that have been through our program that I think could pass it. And I think what I'll do is I'll do some canine good citizen practice clinics mm -hmm. where you can practice and we'll go over the things. The main thing is that uh, you can only use a martingale collar or a slip leash. And so I took the test with our dogs with a slip leash and I had all the confidence in the world that they would do good. But I think it is a huge opportunity for people to advance and not... Uh, forever rely on having the remote sure. in their hand and, and growing off of the e-collar. And, and we want you to use it when you go home so you can convince the dog that you're going to be yes. a leader. But but all these things we feel are attainable. Now, what's the what do they do that, with these dogs once they do all this? So Canine Good Citizen is... is uh, you, get, you just get a title for this. But do they... Can they go places? No. You can't go nursing homes or nothing? No. So they just get the title? Yeah. So then the next step would be? Then you can go on to further training. You can do advanced. There's um, Canine Good Citizen Urban, where you do it in town, like at a Costco or something. And then um, there's, there is therapy training that you can go beyond to, but you kind of have to prove that your dog is polite and respectful in public. And um, is okay with strangers. And like you said, I think there's so many of the dogs that's came through here could do that. Yeah. Uh, and some of them might have to brush up, like you said, go For to the sure. clinic or something, just because they haven't been keeping on top of it. Uh, and I am not going to be an easy. Yeah, tester. probably easier to go somewhere else. Get it. Yeah, he might pass easier somewhere else. Brett, you got anything on there? Uh, yeah, Rochelle commented. She said. Bianca looks like she's ready for the tundra, and Marvin looks like he's ready for a regular day on the farm. <laughs> well, Bianca is, like, cold. And I, Heather has it, like, what, 61 degrees in here or something? It is not 60 in here. 67. Maybe the thermostat is set to that, but it's not yeah, 60. Yeah, it ain't that in here. It's warmer in our dog barn That's what I thought. than it is in the it office. Is. It is yeah, it's pretty bad, but... Heather's in here. She don't even have her coat on, so she must be okay. You got a bunch of people just signing on, so if you maybe <clears> want to quickly just debrief what you just talked about. We were just talking about how I'm filling out my evaluator application for Canine Good Citizen through AKC. Assuming Can people we get hear approved. her with her thing over her mouth? <laughs> Assuming I get approved for it, then I'll be able to um, be an evaluator for your dog to take that. What's wrong with let me, let me just can't even speak? Hang on her lip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know scarf when it comes up. Uh, I don't know. 
So I'm really excited about this. There's a few people I really think should do this. Rochelle should should do some practice and do it with Chevy because she Finn? could totally pass it. Finn absolutely should do it, and I want to take Finn and farther, other farther with the therapy stuff um, and for him to be able to go into schools. And then uh, Crystal and Carla, so you could tag some of these people and tell them I have some practice clinics coming up and and some challenges for them. I have and a lot, a lot of other dogs that I think yeah. can do it. I just can't think of half of them right now. A- Alan, Jennifer with Alan should practice yeah. for this. She could pass it. it just, Heather's going to do it. It could be a it. really yeah. fun thing for you. It could be a goal to set to be able to do this. With Bianca, like I said, because, you know, I always remember one time when you were working a dog and you asked me to grade you from 1 to 10, and I said below a 0. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. I thought you might have forgot it. But no. How bad I you felt. You didn't say below zero. You said I couldn't even give you a grade. Yeah. I remember it clearly. <laughs> so, so does this mean that people, if they want to get their certification for their dog, they can come they, to you? Assuming my application gets approved. Okay. Then and yes. And then they can get their certification for their grade. Yes. I passed the exam, but they have to approve my uh, application. That's a big deal. Yeah. So, uh, and we talked about Bianca not being my wife, which anybody goes back on this, you know. We had a customer that was very upset and wanted to train their dog here, but didn't approve of Marvin's relationships. And they assumed I was his wife, and I cleared that up for him, but we figured we might clear that up. Yeah, and I had a couple of people. Because we very much love our spouses. Yeah, so I have a wife, (laughs) Jody, or yeah, I have a wife, Jody, and Bianca has a husband, Brett, so. Uh, but I think that for me, always, I like to see people train on their dogs to be better <clears throat> and the owner be a better handler, you know, and, uh, I was talking to someone the other day about rodeo people's dogs. It might even been you. We were talking about it with somebody. I don't remember who. But it's like how them dogs are... They just don't get in much trouble. No, we were at the um, the cutting, yeah, Fort Worth. the National Cutting um, Association event in Fort Worth, Texas, and we're in the middle of Fort Worth, and the, this area is like kind of a gated community, but certainly plenty of areas that a dog could escape, and there were dogs everywhere, off leash, no e collars, no prong collars, and they just followed their handler. And some of them were 30 feet back, you know, stopping and saying hi to someone on occasion. But no dogs jumping on people, no dogs running and being crazy, no dog fights. Just dogs happy to chill out with their owners and follow them around. But I assure you that they respect their handlers. And them dogs probably ride in the front seat of the truck. They probably sleep on the bed. They probably get cheeseburgers at the McDonald's drive-thru. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, you know, but they just respect their leader, their owner, you know, and... Uh, but I think that, and it's all different, you know, there's a lot of city dogs that do just as well too, you know, it's just a matter of training them. And, uh, a lot of the farm country dogs, not all of them, cause we get a lot of them in here to train, you know, but a lot of the cowboys dogs, they just expect that and they work with it and they get that, you know, so anybody can do it. It's just a matter of how, and some of those dogs grant, granted you, they're not as good as, some of the dogs we train. No, know. they probably don't they'll heal still, perfectly. Yeah, they'll still or, steal your cheeseburger if you yeah, it down, walk yeah, off, you know, or yeah. something like that. But 
they might jump on your bed without permission. But I think they s- mostly stay out of trouble and are polite. Yeah. And the Junior Rodeo Association, I think that's what it's called, grandkids are in. We was there to several of those last summer, and you've seen so many dogs, and they're all pretty cool. So it's fun to see the different type of dogs with different types of handlers and people and, and different lifestyles, you know. But a lot of these dogs aren't cooped up in the house either. They're out running around the farm and stuff. So, Brett, you got anything you want to add? You got anything on there? Pam Harrison says, hey, guys. Hey. Hi. Uh, How are you doing? <laughs> she's she's probably snowed in. Who? Pam. You know, it would be so fun to see uh, we could get Jolie yes. to do this. Where's Jolie at? The shelter. shelter. Oh, she's there now? Yeah. 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 To do the canine good citizen. Yeah. Dennis Paulson said, hey guys, we love your live sessions. We hope Gus is doing great and we can't wait to see him. Hey, we just called you. Uh, When do you want to Yeah, I told him. uh, Hopefully Thursday if we can get you up here. Yeah. And we might even meet you in town if if, uh, the roads up here are bad. They haven't been, but But we want to keep Gus a few extra days. We would like to keep Gus a few extra days. He's a little bit ornery. Yeah. Uh, He's Please. doing really good. Yeah, I'm happy. There's just a few things that he's not where we want him to yeah. go home in the next three days. So, but if you can, I don't know, return the call, I guess, or yeah. email Heather, yeah. call Heather, whatever, and Bianca, I don't know, whoever it is. Dennis, and Dennis says we are okay with that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, we'll have you come up but so we you want can you see him and work with him. With yeah. him just to try yeah. to get you on the same page. Yeah. I'd take him anywhere now. I don't even worry about him, you know. I I wouldn't turn him loose in town or something yet. You know, Not yet. Yeah. I don't ever turn yeah. nobody's dogs loose after three weeks of training in town. So, yeah, uh, that's not uncommon. But he don't drag me down on a leash, and he heals for good. The girls all can handle him here, so that's a big. He problem. really is doing good. Our yeah. standards are just up here. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just a little bit ornery, so but yeah. always like that. Pam says she's iced it. Yeah, I kind of figured. Sheridan. Sheridan, you can't even make it to the dairy clean. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> uh, Dennis says, sounds good. We will call you later today. Sounds yeah, good. Thanks a lot. So I got to get my Uber going. It takes people home. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bianca, you got anything you want to add? Oh, are you need to, like, race right now? No, that's okay. I think I want to touch a little bit on resource guarding. You got a bunch of people here if you want to keep I want to talk about resource guarding and how many different kinds of resource guarding there is. Because what I really Mm -hmm. saw with Rocco yesterday, and it could have been a different experience at home, and and all of us feel Rocco's not really aggressive, but we won't ever tell someone when they take a dog home that has had resource guarding in the past, go ahead and take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right out of his mouth, you know? But for him... There's so many different ways a dog can resource guard. You could have two dogs standing in front of you and you're eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and dog A attacks dog B because you have food. And then you can have a dog that would never do that, but if the dog has the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, the dog can't get near him and the people can't get near him because if he has full possession of it, he'll attack. Or if you try to take it from him, he'll bite you. Or at least threaten to. Or walk by the dog food. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, then there's some dogs that aren't, that the food isn't in their mouth, but the food is near them, or and they'll stick. they'll bite you for that for or being near the ball. the thing that they they feel is in their possession. And there's some dogs that you are carrying a bag of food out, and it has food in it, and they attack you because you have food. And so it it goes beyond food and toys. It can be sticks. I have seen dogs resource guard a clump of grass. 
Yeah. They have something. They are are just turds about it. And they haven't ever been told they can't have things. And I think people get in so much trouble, especially in a multi-dog home. You have two dogs. And Heather and I talked about this with her dogs because at first when she brought the puppy in, she had Coda's bed and she had Harlow's bed. And she wasn't ever letting Harlow get on Coda's bed. And I said I would mix it up a little bit so that Coda doesn't get the idea that no one is allowed near his bed and it's his property and he paid for it. And so she lets them switch a little bit, but she mostly makes them go each to their own bed. But she doesn't protect Coda's bed like it's his property and he owns it and he's allowed to guard this thing. And that's what I always talk about with dogs in a bed when you have little kids. For me, and I know about Jody's dog, Trin, I think it was Bailey probably maybe when she was a little baby. They had to leave Trent alone when she got on her bed because it was in our bedroom. Beside That's the fair to the dog. But I went in there one time and Bailey was curled up with Trent on yeah. Trent's dog yeah. bed. Yeah. Because Trent didn't get a paycheck. And if if we yeah. had a dog in here right now, let's say we have uh, Rocco on a dog bed, and Brett comes in and gets too close to Rocco's bed and Rocco growls, we would address that. Yes. Some people would say, that's his bed, you need to give him his space. You do need to ignore the dog, but he can't be growling no, at people for no. walking near his property because he doesn't you know, own it. That's right. where Rocco right. yesterday, I came in when you and uh, Mariah was working with him and gave him my elephant ear, and I had him to bring me the elephant ear where yeah. earlier you couldn't even get around him with the elephant ear. Right. Right. But I didn't bring it to me, and I touched it and told him to drive. And I don't recommend owners do it, like right, you said, because right. you get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. But you should be able to do that. Yeah, I was taking dog, it from his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I had him to bring it to me and hand it to me, and I told him to drop yeah. it. He dropped it and walked yeah. off. He went to play with yeah. a towel. And the, the, all the, we had a bag of treats out, we had dog food, we had the elephant ear, which the elephant ear is like the thing he really wanted. And he didn't really even show, we can read so much body language, like when you got near him and the elephant ear was right here, his lip would twitch a little bit. And we know that that's him thinking about being a turd. And so we know to watch for that stuff, which is why we tell people not to just reach down there and grab it. I wouldn't recommend reach it down there and grab Mm -hmm. it, but we practice on drop it and then go, go away from the situation. But we also Mm -hmm. practice just taking it from him. But Rocco didn't really get uh, onerous about it until he had it in his mouth. Once he had it in his mouth, then he was like, "Mm, I might put up a little fight. But the biggest thing is the reason for me that Rocco didn't put up with a fight is because of the training that we've done since he got here. Yeah, Mariah made a really... We start with, uh, I'm going to take that from you. Correct, yeah. We started with training. Yeah. Yeah, and then we add that into. And it. Mariah asked this question, and it was great because she said, I, "She said, do you really think Rocco is aggressive?" And I said, "I think he would be for anyone that he didn't really have to respect." Yes, because he never mm-hmm. has been aggressive towards us over food. Right, but we have. We wouldn't put him in a place to get there. No, and we taught him to respect yeah. all the people over everything. If we come, if we call you, you have to come. When we ask you to sit, you have to sit, and we follow through on all yeah, of those things so that he is respecting the people. You know? yeah. And that's what people don't do. And, and I've done the opposite, you know, and I don't ever recommend it, but I've had people here that, I don't know, just... Uh, challenge me. Well, you can't get a stick for my dog, and I'm like, I ain't never met your dog in five minutes. He'll give me a stick. Yeah. And yeah. normally they do, you know, but it's not because I'm cocky. I'm not mean. I'm not abusive. I just present myself normally as a leader. Not saying all dogs. Cause I know there's dogs out there. There are some that are really that would bad. Me and never yeah. do it, you know. Yeah. But the majority of the time, <clears throat> I think it's how you handle yourself and a dog. But 
always you're better off if you just start with the obedience work and get the obedience down like we do, and then you can start in. And it's like uh, getting a ball from a dog, you know. People are like, oh, they'll never bring you the ball. Like they don't have to bring me the ball, but they, they need to come, to come to me when, when I call, call them because yeah. that's a command, you know. Yeah. And then normally most dogs will go back to play a ball and bring you the ball because they want to play ball. So, Brett, you got anything? No. Bianca. No, nope, that's all. And if you watch for us here in the next few days, we get bored. We'll try to get four, five, or six of our dogs in here and make a little video of throwing a ball and dropping dog treats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, Showing people they don't just dive in and take yeah. ownership of it, you know. Yeah, that was something I practiced yesterday. Is I just dropped food on the ground and I corrected Rocco for assuming that food that yeah. was on the ground was his. That's not okay. If you drop food on the ground and your dog immediately goes for it, you're setting them up for a possible accident. When we're looking at a dog like this, we're like, how are we going to help this family get to keep this dog? How are we going to help keep them keep the dog and keep them and the kids safe and yeah. the dog? In a healthy state of mind. Yeah. So, it's Kay's birthday. Happy birthday! Is Sean here? Uh, no, I just saw a post from. Happy birthday, Kay. We'll text you. If you don't know Kay, if you were here training dogs, she is like one of our superheroes up yeah. here. If you we were here training dogs Kay. right now with us in the warm weather, you would we would tell you in person. Yeah, this is not her kind of weather. No, she didn't <laughs> up at home. No, you know where she is? Where? Shelter. Oh, I'm sure. Her yeah. right there. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, she's probably yeah. working her ass off right now. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pretty sure we do have a video on YouTube of you throwing a toy. And then the dog stopping before it gets to the toy. I'm pretty sure there's examples. Of that. I think we should do a but whole podcast. I want to do with a bunch of dogs on. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, we could do a podcast and video at the same time. Okay, well, let's bail. Hey, thanks, everybody. All right. I'm going to fire my Uber up. We'll see y'all later. Thanks for listening to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast. If you found this information helpful, we suggest following even more of our dog training tips and resources on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher.